That's Indre Viscontis. She's an opera singer, a neuroscientist, and among other things, the creative director of the Pasadena Opera. Her new book is titled, How Music Can Make You Better. And it's essentially a field guide for how music works and how it affects our brains, how it affects our, the rest of our bodies, and how it can affect society. Viscontis says many people think that sound and music exist independently of us, but that's not true. Sound occurs only when apprehended by an ear answering the strange question, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one there to hear it, does it make a sound? And the answer is no, uh, because the sound is not in the sound waves, it's in how the brain turns that information, these rarefactions and compressions of air, into something that we can interpret as a perception, uh, which is how we hear. This is why people's taste in music can vary greatly. It's also why figuring out what music you love best is critical to tapping into the healing power of sound. When music is meaningful to you, there are many ways in which it can be used to change your body physiologically. And in fact, that actually translates often into uh, less of a need for sedatives or anti-anxiolytics uh, or even pain reduction uh, pills. So we, we can actually see this physiological response in the body to music, but it has to be music that calms that particular person. While doing specific tasks like talking or biting into an apple requires specific localized circuitry in your brain, music uses complex systems all over your brain and can actually repair damaged areas. Sometimes people who have damage uh, in particular to the left frontal part of their brain lose the ability to speak. They lose language capacity. Well, for people who have damage to the left side, you can actually rewire the right side to take on some of those functions and you can do that using music. Um, so for example, there's um, some great video actually of Gabby Giffords relearning how to speak uh, using music. You're going to do this. You ready? It's well documented that Alzheimer's patients also respond to music. Uh, part of the reason is that the area of the brain that seems to be most involved in processing familiar music uh, is left intact through most of the stages of the disease. And to me, that's really the power of, of music in, in patients with Alzheimer's disease, is this feeling that you can get access to their humanity through music. Getting access to humanity applies to all of us. It's really strong social glue. We see uh, you know, levels of oxytocin, which is the attachment hormone, increase when people are making music together, so when they're singing in a choir and so forth. I, I hope that that will encourage more people to participate in music making and not just be passive listeners. Viscontis encourages us to use music to design a better life. Music can catalyze emotions we're interested in cultivating. It can sharpen our minds, bestow energy, and relieve stress. Music can heal us. For me, a beautiful world is one in which everybody feels that they are meaningful um, participants in society, that they add something that is important and that they can feel connected to others and, and the rest of the world.
That's Indre Viscontis talking about her book, How Music Can Make You Better. I'm Heather McElhatton, and this is A Beautiful World, NPR News. Brought to you with help from the Polad Family Foundation.